Hey peeps, this is Fernie, your resident psychic medium and spiritual teacher, and you're listening to Fernie Unfiltered, where we dive into topics that enlighten, inform, and entertain the soul. On today's episode, we are talking to business coach and brand expert, Christy Kieber. So stick around as we dive into business branding, law of attraction, and how you can successfully start your own business using both. When I first met you, you were a client, right? Because I think that's the first time I ever connected with you. That is correct. And I remember you were in your office and you probably were in a different office space because you've changed your office space throughout the, the time we've known each other. But I remember talking to you and there was this like that, like she's got it. Like there's like, she's got it. And whenever I do readings for people and I talk to certain people, there are some people that just stand out versus the others. And I know that they got it. Like if I'm watching RuPaul's Drag Race and they're competing and we're always like, which one's going to be the queen at the end of it? Like there's always one that kind of, you know, she's got it, but we hope that she can get herself there because it's not about whether they have it or not, it's whether are they going to use it, you know? And so when I met you and I started talking to you, even though I was doing the reading for you, I knew that you had it. So I was like, okay, I, I feel legitimized by that feeling about your work. So you were in my head and for several weeks and months, even after the session that we had, I was thinking to myself, I need to coordinate my brand. I need to get my brand together. I need to get a kind of vibe going because I don't know how I'm being presented to the world. And I want to make sure that I'm coming across in the way that I would, I, I, I need to, to connect with people. And so you kept popping in my head every single time I thought of that. And I was like, I need to reach out to her. I need to reach out to her. And I even like put your name to the side and I wrote it down somewhere. And so that's when like fast forward, I was doing a live and you popped on there and I was like, you know, Hey, I need to connect with you. We need to talk soon. And like you, emailed me like within an hour and you were like, Hey, what's up? You know, what, what can I do for you? And after that, it made it so much easier to move forward with it. And I have to admit, like I was super intimidated just reaching out to you and connecting with you because you felt like, okay, she knows her shit. Like she's super professional. She's got it all. Like she knows what she's doing. I don't, I still feel like I'm figuring some things out and I don't want to make a fool of myself. Um, but of course, once we connected and I talked to you, like you made me feel so comfortable. And so it was so easy. And I was like, Fernie, it's easy to get your, it's easy to get your shit together with your brand. So I'm going to help you through this. Trust me on the process. And after that, I felt like, okay, I can, I, we, we can work together. We can work together. Um, so that's how I remember our first connection or our first meet. Um, so do you, do you, how did, how did you feel about the way we connected? I think the way that you described it is exactly the same experience for me. Yeah. I originally found you from a mutual friend mm. who said, you have to talk to him. He's amazing. Yeah. And so I finally booked my first session and that was the first time we spoke mm -hmm. and I felt connected to you immediately too. And it's so funny that you say that, you know, yes, you do. You can tell the people who just have that something special mm -hmm. that really can shine and attract people to you in a much bigger, bolder way. But you have to see it first, right? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do with it? Like yeah. what you said. And so I felt that same way with you. 
And I knew that there, you know, when the time is right, there was going to be a connection there and I just had to wait for the time to hit. Yeah. Well, you know, and through the course of it, cause we, we did coaching sessions for what, like six months. Like we did it for a while mm-hmm. and yep. every week we met at the same time. We, you, we talked for a good hour, hour and a half, every single time. It, it didn't feel like work to me. It felt like you were a conversation. Yes. It felt like a conversation and it felt like I was learning or figuring some things out about myself that were obvious to you, but weren't as obvious to me. And so it's almost like you were making it very obvious and clear Fernie, this is your brand. This is who you are. This is what you want. And I was like, ah, you know, it's one thing to, when you have an audience or when you, when you start building your business, it's another thing when you need a strategy and you need focus for what you're going to do with it, because anyone can have a business, but you kind of need to know where you're going to go with it. And I felt like you built that road for me. I mean, literally like guys, this is what we do. Like we literally have this massive like book of all of the stuff that we went through. And I love, I still, I, I show this to people all the time. I'm like, yeah, this is what, cause I was talking to my friend last night and he was like, yeah, I have an audience and my grouping or whatever. I'm like, Oh, you're talking about your avatar. Are you talking about your avatar? And he's like, what's an avatar? I'm like, you don't know what an avatar is. Like, so let me tell you, Christy taught me that an avatar. And so we went into what and my avatar was, which is my ideal client or the two, two different ideal clients in my instance. Mm-hmm. Um, but what, like talking to you over the like many months, like I, I realized that we have a lot of similar backgrounds. Like I grew up very poor and I remember in the grocery line with my mom and she had to pay with the paper food stamps and I was yep. so embarrassed and I was like, oh my God. So for me, when you related to that, I was like, oh my God, someone else who understands like what <laughs> that's like, like what, I mean, how, how did you go from that to this, you know? Oh gosh. Yeah. You're as soon as you were just talking about that right there, immediately, I can see my mother standing there and me probably about middle school age, so embarrassed and just excusing Mm -hmm. myself to go play with the horse or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, the little penny horse that they had Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) so that I didn't have to hold, carry that embarrassment as well. Cause what if somebody from school saw me? Um, but how did that transformation happen? It's definitely been a journey because it's not something where you just wake up one day and say, mm-hmm. oh, I'm going to be a brand strategist right. and I'm going to show people how awesome they are and I'm going to help them put it together in a strategy that's packaged really awesome that draws clients to them. You yeah. don't just wake up and decide, right? Right. It's kind of a, an evolutionary process to where through action and through consistency and through trial and error and the willingness to ask questions mm-hmm. that you find yourself at this point. Mm. Did you, did you have to go through this whole process yourself, like finding your brand and understanding your, or did you end up just doing the research and then knowing how to do it? It was more doing the research and knowing how to do it. Mm. And it all stemmed from my willingness to ask questions. I was the kid who, why, but why, but why, mm. but why? Mm. Cause I always wanted to know. I had this insatious desire to just learn and to know knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so I love asking questions. And so when I get in conversations with people, I ask questions. I ask deep questions that allows you to think and open up your mind, mm-hmm. but also allows me to explore opportunity. Because when I ask questions, I do it from the perspective of with the intent to hear what's mm-hmm. being said mm-hmm. instead of with the intent to just respond. Mm. What did you, what were you doing before, before you were a brand strategist? Like what was the work that you were doing or what was your career? Yeah. So my career has always been in marketing, advertising, um, you know, market research, uh, stuff like that. So it's always been in the same type of industry, if mm. you will. 
But in my per, my corporate career, I always, no matter which position or role or, or carried or company that I worked for, there was always missing pieces, mm. right? People would always come and say, I'm so frustrated because this isn't working or that's not working or I'm trying this and I'm trying that and nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. What am I missing, right? Yeah. And what they're missing is actually a having solid pillars, a core foundation to actually stand from. Mm. So it's like building a house especially when it comes to uh, to building your brand, building your business, people want to rush to that, you know, mm. hiring the interior decorator right. and picking right. out all the colors and doing all those things where they're not actually figuring out what's the structure for it. What's mm. the strategy? What's the blueprint? Like, what are we creating before we actually go in and paint the walls? So it's almost like people need to have a clear understanding of who they are and what they want first before they can start the process of creating that actual brand so it's more like knowing what you're doing before you actually do it that's that's what you're talking about absolutely because if you are trying to you know go on this journey to reach this destination and you have no idea what that destination is or what it looks like then how are you ever going to know if you get there Mm. Do you, have you seen a, a big difference with all the, how, how many years have you done personal or uh, business brand strategy? So business brand strategy for myself altogether for about 12 years. Wow, that's a long time. Um, but in industry for about yeah. 20. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people who they're just getting into brand strategy, but they're wanting to do it for other people, but they don't understand it fully themselves. And so I can see them making common mistakes that someone like you doesn't make. And I can see the huge difference between someone who's been doing this for 10 or 12 years mm-hmm. versus these people who have only been like studying it and following and watching YouTube videos and have only been doing it for less than a year or a couple of years. It's right. a huge, like obvious difference. And I'm always like, mm. okay. you know, it's like, <laughs> you didn't get the, you didn't get the VIP service I got. <laughs> that's, what, that's, that's, right. what, that's what that looks like. And not only that, but there's like a growth curve to it too. It's mm. like with every client and every person that you work with, you learn something new, yeah. right? You're yeah. able to fine tune and tweak your process. And I remember when I first started, I was doing strategy sessions and they were taking eight hours to do a full strategy session yeah. to pull out all of that information. Whereas now I can do it in 45 minutes. Yeah. Well, you know, when I was doing all the sessions with you, I, we covered so much information. You taught me so many. It's one of those things where you don't even realize how much you've learned until you are fast forward, you know, then you're hearing other people talking or people discussing certain things. And I'm like, they're discussing brand strategy, or they're discussing like branding or marketing or, or this or that. And I was like, mm. so all these little things that I didn't even realize in the moment when I was learning with you, like suddenly become like, I get why that's important. Or now I know what she's talking about the email chain, what's talking about email list? What is she? And now I'm like, <laughs> ah, I get where she's coming from with the email list. So, so with the with the corporate job with the corporate work and the like the 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 brand strategy work with clients with one-on-one clients and and companies and businesses like is there a huge difference in the way that smaller organizations need to need to be kind of focused on brand strategy versus the larger companies organizations that's an excellent excellent question mm-hmm. so the answer to that is yes and no, but mm-hmm. mostly no, mm-hmm. there's no difference mm-hmm. because we, every structure starts with the same type of blueprint, yeah. right? There's foundation, there's pipes, there's walls, there's framing, there's roofing. You know, if you're thinking of an analogy of building a house, it's a similar, you're building 
a building, mm. right? Mm -hmm. And so the core to it and the structure to it, so that foundation is the same, no matter if you're a Fortune 500 company or if you're a solo entrepreneur. Mm. The details that you put inside, however, your approach and your conversations mm. and the way that you communicate, that is going to be different, right? Yeah. So a, cor a corporation will have a whole suite of avatars for their different types of product offerings that they have, mm -hmm. whereas a solopreneur has at most one to three. Yeah. And and just to make it clear for people, because when I, we use the word avatars, people who still haven't taken your, yeah. you know, done work with you, an avatar, guys, is someone who essentially is a representation of your ideal client. Because when you're going to market yourself or you're going to promote yourself, you want to promote yourself to people who would like to connect with you or who are looking for your service. In other words, if you're making, you know, milkshakes, you don't want to go to a health club and start offering milkshakes. You want to go to a hot, a hot carnival where everyone's like, it's so hot, but they're like really longing for a juicy milkshake. So it's all about being, it's being really strategizing and focusing on your ideal client and trying to focus more on those individuals instead of just randomly putting your stuff out there. I, I, Something that I learned from you is that, you know, most people nowadays, they think, oh, I'm going to just write a book and be famous or I'm, people are going to love me. And I was talking to a client yesterday and I said, that's the older way of doing stuff. It's the older model. Now you're really not going to get a book deal unless you already have a show or you've already got an audience base because that's, mm -hmm. a, that's a guarantee like source of money for the people who are going to invest in the book. So nowadays, if someone wants to be picked up by a publisher, you either have to have some incredible material. Um, and most people don't, most people have just, you know, good material, but it's not like stand above everybody else in the world. So they have to have an audience to be able to promote or be able to begin that process of, of, of being successful in the launch of that product or in the launch of that book. And so I was telling the client yesterday, like, I, well, you're interested in writing a book, not a bad idea. You need an audience before you even put it out there because you're probably not going to get a publisher picking it up just like that un unless you're someone well-known and you have an audience already. And I learned that Absolutely. from you. I learned that from you. <laughs> so I was like hearing your words in my head when I was repeating this to her, I'm like, oh my God, I'm like totally Christy, Christ Christifying it. <laughs> you're a good student, young Padawan. Mm -hmm. um, your audience actually is literally everything. Yeah. When you think about those, all those music celebrities and music stars who are really hit it big and they're accepting their awards on TV mm. and stage, and who do they think? They think they're fans because mm. they know without their fan base, they can't have that level of success that they've been able to accomplish. Yeah. And so I like to say, like everybody knows Madison Square Garden, and for any musician out there, like that is the ultimate dream and the ultimate goal is to have a sold out crowd and be the opening act, or not the open, but the you know main act mm -hmm. at Madison Square Garden. Well, what people don't realize and take into consideration that in order to have that sold out crowd, you have to be first willing to play county fairs. Mm. You have to sell out county fairs. Mm -hmm. And even before that, you have to do open mic nights, yeah. right? Yeah. It's so like it's like a journey. It's an evolution. But with the right people, you know, mm -hmm. accumulating the right conversations with the right people and allowing that snowball effect to to kind of manifest so that mm. you're building that momentum. Yeah. It's like, it's like Lady Gaga. I use her as an example because people just saw her. So they thought she just came out of nowhere. But she, oh, yeah. She, Overnight success. Yeah. But she, <laughs> she'd she been doing this since she was a teenager in school. I mean, there was a there was a Facebook group, you know, a hate Facebook group about her and how they used to make fun of her because she was an attention whore. And mm. so she was out there promoting herself and trying to, like, make a name for herself 
in the music industry, just singing at bars and clubs, et cetera. And people would just, you know, they, they had this page at college where they would make fun of her and they would pick on her because they didn't like her. And then I think one of those individuals like years later realized who she was and was like, oh my God, this is the girl in our page that we still have up who we are mm-hmm. hating on that we've been hating on since college, but she spent years building herself up and becoming yeah. and transforming into this person. And so you're saying it's going to take time. It's going to take, you know, effort to build that audience and to build that group. It also, t- it takes time to build up the haters along with mm. it because not everybody's going to like what it is that you're doing or yeah. what you have to say or how you're going to do it. Yeah. But when you start having people, openly express their dislike to what you're doing and how you're doing it, Mm. then you know you're doing it right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I lately I've been in the last, I want to say last few months, I've been getting a lot more haters and people who Mm -hmm. post stuff like, like, you know, who does he think he is or whatever, or they will make a comment on one of my reviews or whatever. And I'm like, wow, this is starting to suddenly happen a lot more. And I just see it as a status of growth. Like, oh, like it is. Like I got to the point where I've got haters now. That's great. You should feel proud. You should have like a hater wall in your office. (laughs) Like I love haters. I love them. (laughs) They're giving me attention. And and I'm, you know, I I just a few years ago, I was not even on the radar. So How's the, like with brand strategy and with helping these companies and these people, have you noticed that it, the, the strategy has had to adapt or change because now social media is so much more influential? Mm-hmm. Um, how, how has that like tra- gradually changed over since when you started doing this like 12 years ago? Oh yeah, that's a great question too. Where I've seen the most mm-hmm. dramatic change mm-hmm. is shift into more quality, authentic, wholehearted, you know, like holistic conversations with Mm -hmm. people. It's not just surface level or superficial, like you were saying about content. A lot of people have really good content out there, Mm -hmm. but more people have not so good content. Yeah. And so it's about how are you connecting and communicating? How are you, how well do you really know your audience so that the information that you are talking about Mm -hmm. is something that actually tugs at the heartstring and make somebody say, yes, I need that. You're speaking my language, yeah, right? Yeah. And so it's really evolved into teaching people how to get really comfortable just being yourself yeah. right where you are yeah. because somebody needs to hear what you have to say and they need to know and appreciate the journey that you've gone through. But a lot of people are afraid to share it because they think it's too personal. Mm. Do you, um, with, Dealing with with the clientele base that you've had over the the many years, like, have you seen reoccurring themes with people who they can do it, but they they fall short? And Mm -hmm. are there certain things that you're noticing in their personalities or in their like the way they react to stuff? What what do you think are like a few things that you've been seeing as themes? Two major areas Mm -hmm. are the stopping points for whether or not you're actually going to make it, Mm -hmm. if you will, Mm -hmm. right? Step number one is your willingness to just be yourself, Mm. right? Allow yourself to really come out because a lot of times people would come to me and say, oh, I found, you know, these six websites and I love exactly what she's doing and I want to have it exactly like this and do it this way and say it just like this. But you can't do that. It has to be you. It has to feel the same whether somebody sees you online or talks to you in person or on the phone. It has to feel seamless, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So getting to the point where you get comfortable enough to actually allow that to show and embrace that, mm-hmm. then that's a huge thing. So people have struggles with that. 
Because what happens is it actually translates, and here's the second piece to that, is actually being able to communicate with consistency, yeah, right? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of like teaching people and uh, for yourself, learning how to just be comfortable with the conversation and having that conversation mm -hmm. to the right person mm -hmm. and believing in the message so much that that's the thing that matters and drives you forward because you're going to have conversations that people aren't going to like. Yeah. You're going to be judged by rude people who don't have nice things to say. Mm. And that's a fear of putting yourself out there and showing up that people that holds people back. Mm. So it's almost, right? it's almost like trying to prevent yourself from looking or from being a certain way that isn't fit within your mindset of how you should look every second of every day or be every second of every day. Yeah, because if you think about it, our society, how we've learned is to draw on the lines mm. and stay in the lines and follow the rules and do it this way. And here's the rule book for it. Mm. Well, the truth is there is no rule book mm. and we're each so unique in so many a different book, ways. Apparently there's a rule book. <laughs> there is a little bit of a rule book, but yeah. Um, but it's just, it's more about uh, just allowing yourself to be you mm. no matter where you are. And so, so many people think that, you know, oh, I haven't gotten to a certain level yet. Yeah. So I can't talk about that yeah. or I can't say that, or I can't teach that because I'm not ready or who am I to think that I can, mm. right? Truth is you only have to be a few steps ahead of somebody else that you're teaching in order to make a difference mm -hmm. and make an impact because your experience that you've gone through it is what matters most. Mm -hmm. It's not the step-by-step -step that you go through. Yeah, I think that's something right? that I've I personally gotten more comfortable with just because as I go through my own personal spiritual evolution, I mean, I'm constantly learning. I'm constantly open to let me learn more. Let me, let me understand more. Let me grasp more. And as soon as I grasp more, I want to share it with people. And, you know, mm -hmm. in some instances, I'm still not the expert when it comes to that topic, but what I've learned has helped me immensely. Let me pass it on to you. And I think it's helped people. It's helped me to feel more comfortable with just being myself with people because I can tell them, Hey, look, this is what I know. This is what I understand. This is what I'm good at mm -hmm. this. Uh, but here you here's for you, you, you give it, a, you give it a go. Um, so that, exactly. that idea just has helped me tremendously in my own personal evolution as well. Yeah, that's a big one because just knowing, I mean, having your own perspective from it is, is good, mm. but at the same time, being comfortable to say in my experience or what I have tried, like, here's what worked or here's what hasn't, yeah. or here's something that I just came across from somebody else that I was thinking about trying. Um, and I don't know what's going to happen yet, yeah. but come along with me, let's do it together mm. and let's see what results we get. So that you see, so People just wanting to control the way that they're being perceived. That's one thing that you've seen as like a commonality. What else have you seen with people over the years that's been more of a trend or common, like common block, if you will? Mm, common block is getting stuck in the how. Mm. You know, how does this have to be done? Mm. How does this have to look? How does this have to say um, or come across as being said, right? How? And because I don't know the how, I'm just going to stop. Yeah. Well, that was. I'm afraid to ask questions. I'm afraid of looking incompetent or stupid or whatever yeah. because I'm embarrassed. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's that was my block. Like that's the reason why mm -hmm. I came to you because that was my block. I was like, what do I do next? Like, yep. God, it's been my someone. block too. It's a block for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. So, what what um, the clients that you've been dealing with? Like, what is the the like what is the usual um, niche or the area of work that they tend to mm -hmm. revolve around? 
Yeah. I work with coaches, consultants, and influencers mm. who are, and you know, those are the people that are showing up. Those are the people who really want to make an impact. Those are the people who want to serve and help support others as well. Mm. But at the same time, they're not really unleashing that power within, right? Mm -hmm. To be able to say like, this is who I am. This is how I can help you. And here's my process of which that I do it. Yeah. With the people who have actually gone on that they've achieved or they've been able to get to the next stage, mm -hmm. is there a mindset perspective that you've noticed? Like there's a mindset mm -hmm. that they tend to occupy or they tend to uh, su sustain versus the people who, hey, I'm paying you money, make me successful, Christy. And you're like, you're yeah. like, okay. <laughs> I was like, uh, I don't think you're paying for uh, success. Like, you're paying for strategy, you know? <laughs> Either that or I'm sorry, I can't take your money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is there like a mindset thing that you've noticed with yes. some of the people? Oh, absolutely. Mindset. And the interesting thing about it is that some people, like we talked in the beginning, you can tell some people just have that. Mm -hmm. And other people, if they're open and willing to allowing it to form within themselves, they can find it, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, but what they have in common is just that sheer determination that I know my journey, my story, mm. my message needs to be heard by people out there. And I know that I can help people when I, by just showing up and sharing my story. Yeah. And I don't care how perfect it's going to be or what it's going to look like. I mean, they do care about what it looks like. Don't get me wrong, mm. but they're ready. Mindset wise, heart set wise is in alignment. Mm. And so they're actually more willing to show up and play that bigger game and do it without kind of with reckless abandon in the perspective of, I know my mission is more important than what you don't like about me. Yeah. I think one of the things that I appreciated about you is that you're not just a brand strategist. You don't just understand the work that's required, but you understand the energy around the movement or the flow of things. And mm -hmm. there's more of a spiritual undertone to your work and you get law of attraction and manifestational law and the idea of it's not just doing the work. It's also aligning emotionally or mentally or energetically with what you're trying with the vision. And then mm -hmm. the work is more of a supportive pillar, you know, in all of that. So why, wh where did that happen? When did that happen in your life where you started to really mm -hmm. incorporate more of that into your work? That actually happened because I was struggling to build my own brand. Mm. And so I was coming up those same blocks and I'm thinking to myself, what can I add or what can I do? You know, there's this piece missing. So again, going back to asking questions, mm. what do you feel would make the biggest impact or the biggest difference? Mm. Or what do you feel would inspire you to make that shift and actually, you know, start that transformation or with my clients who are, are successful and have reached that million dollar mark? At what was that tipping point for you mm -hmm. that kind of changed everything, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And what it boiled down to was two things, having a mindset practice, so law of attraction, mm -hmm. and then it building that confidence, but doing it in a way to incorporate the self-love and the personal care to say, I know I'm going to mess up. I know I'm going to fall. I know I'm not going to be consistent, but the most important thing that I can do for myself is keep going, mm -hmm. get back up and try it again. Mm -hmm. And just admit when you fall, because that's what's going to allow people to resonate and attract to you mm -hmm. is when you say, hey, I messed up. But guess what? I'm here today. Mm -hmm. Let's do this again. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Own, like owning that part of themselves. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Owning that. And so what I did is I actually went and I got certified in law of attraction mm. as a coach. In what? Law of attraction. <laughs> there's like, yeah. there's a law of attraction certification. There is. Oh. I know. It's the Transformation Academy. I went and I got certified in law of attraction and abundance. And then I am this close to completing my certification in confidence coaching as well. Wow. That's awesome. That's yeah. Awesome. It's one thing. Because I figure like these are the things that I need and if I need them and I know I've had many other, I've had more clients stop the process because they're struggling to kind of find the missing pieces Mm. and these are the missing pieces that they needed. Mm. So I knew that through my process and my journey of what I was struggling with, I was actually able to expand my knowledge, my skill set to help more people with those missing pieces. Yeah. So for people who are just like, let's say someone woke up today and they're like, you know what? I'm sick and tired of going to work. I don't like my job. I, I have a passion or I have an idea for a business and mm-hmm. it's going to require a lot of, you know, marketing and online promotion, advertising, if they haven't already figured that out, mm-hmm. what are like some top, like what are the top three things that, that those individuals can start off doing that can help to propel them to the next stage so that they don't get stuck at that spot where they just have an yeah. idea, but there's no path to follow through with? Like what are the top mm-hmm. three things you think people can do to get themselves rolling? Oh, that's a great question. Top thing that you can do is be have an open mind and start exploring. Mm. So instead of being on Instagram or Facebook just to see what, you know, your sister-in-law is doing or the cake that your grandma made or whatever is going on, look for those opportunities from people who are entrepreneurs and what are they talking about? Mm -hmm. What kind of conversations are they having? You could join a couple of groups on there as well for entrepreneurs who are just getting startups Mm -hmm. or just getting started um, and see what kind of conversations are being held in there. Um, see what kind, you know, what kind of questions are being asked and ask a few questions as well. Don't be afraid to ask questions because that's where you learn Mm -hmm. the most. Um, But the other thing that you can do is start to just take mental note as you go through your day to day of what you enjoy doing, Mm -hmm. what lights you up. Um, Is it the conversation? Are you the kind of person where people always come to and say, hey, I need your advice. Hey, I'm stuck in this Mm -hmm. or hey, I'm struggling with this or he did this to me again or whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. Right. Are you that go to person or are you the fixer? Are you the person who loves to do the crafts and do all the, you know, the kid activities and put stuff together and organize your friends for girls night? Like, what is it that you're good at? Because we all have those natural gifts and talents that can absolutely be turned into businesses and make incredible brands out of. Yeah. I think one thing that you helped me with, especially with the, with the whole, uh, especially the report that you sent me is you helped me to prioritize my vision because Mm -hmm. there are three or four things I'm really good at, but they're kind of like floating around there. And you were like, okay, look, Fernie, this is first. This is second. No, no, no. This is mm. second, Fernie. Like, and you were just telling me, like, this is going to be the way you need to order order it because this is where your energy is going, and yeah. this will help you to sustain the flow better, so that you prioritize and focus on what is at the top of your list, and then you don't have to put in so much energy into what's at the bottom, and you can actually use what you're doing at the top of the list to repurpose or to use mm-hmm. in a different way for some other things that you're already working on. And so, I think that really was helpful. I think coaching. Having a good coach or a trustworthy coach is a top thing for people to have. Yeah, I think, yes, absolutely. So coaching is critical, but once you've kind of figured out a couple of ideas Mm. for options, Mm -hmm. right? So hiring a coach or working with a coach or even a mentor when you're still trying to figure something out, Mm. 
I think that it can be good, but once you've narrowed it down to like, here's three or four or five or six things that I've thought of, yeah. and I'm not quite sure what to do with these, yeah. right? Because I think that hiring a coach prematurely where you're still trying to figure out like, what are you passionate about? I think life coaching could be good in that capacity, um, but not necessarily business or branding coaching just yet. Yeah. Have you, have you had the experience where when you meet people, they feel like they're the only ones who are invested in the vision or in the brand oh, yeah. and they feel like they're alone in their families. They're like, they don't feel like they're, they've got that support that they want or they need. Mm -hmm. Like how often have you encountered that? Oh my gosh. Every single time, mm. <laughs> every single time, yeah. everybody goes through that because when you're an entrepreneur and you're in the online entrepreneur space or just entrepreneur space in general, mm -hmm. it feels like everybody's talking about the same thing and everybody's doing the same thing. But really when you put it into perspective, nobody knows like your family doesn't really understand what it is that you do mm -hmm. or what's required to do it. Yeah. Your kids definitely don't understand your spouses don't understand your significant others. Mm -hmm. They don't get it. And so it, it gets really, really lonely because unless you're tapped into a community mm -hmm. or a network who gets it and you can have those types of conversations to say, Hey girl, I'm really struggling today because this is hard, yeah. right? Yeah. This is really hard. And the worst thing that you can do is isolate yourself and stay small because when you're trying to build a business, there is a community that you can tap out to. And without that community, getting to that level of success that you really want mm -hmm. to is almost impossible. That sounds like there's a, a rule that I have where if you are trying to expand energetically in any way, whether it's a business or personal or boundaries or whatever, if you're trying to expand and something is happening where it makes you feel small or makes you feel like you want to retract, instead of retracting and going with that, automatically find a way to expand, whether it's being creative or just doing some mm -hmm. activity that allows you to expand out and to kind of, even, even though you don't feel it, still link up with that bigger vision of yourself because by mm -hmm. doing that you're basically sending two you're doing two things you're still doing the action that's necessary even though something's in the way but you're also telling the universe hey i get that this is this can easily turn me backwards but i still choose to go forwards and energetically yep. you're still pushing yourself forwards even though you feel alone or you feel like you're the only one that is trying to make this work for you yeah that's why tapping into community is critical but also leaving open space to be creative, mm, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people think like being creative is like calling over a couple of girlfriends and having like an all day strategy session yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But no, creative can be go get a massage, go read a book, mm. go watch a movie, mm -hmm. go walk around the park, mm. um, you know, do a craft night or, you know, something just away from it. I actually tend, tend to find that my most creative time and spaces is when I'm not actually anywhere near any of my work. Mm. What is your favorite thing to do or favorite activity to do that makes you feel like you're creative or connecting to that? Yeah. Oh, there's so many different things, but I love spending time with my boys. I love dating both my boys, my son and my husband. Mm. We go on dates either together or individually mm. and just going out and being silly or doing something fun or even something as mundane as doing our weekly grocery shopping mm. together, right? Yeah. Because conversations always happen. We always run into different people. We always, you know, try new things, even though it's, the routine seems the same. Yeah. Um, it's just being open to receive 
another message, whether it's overhearing a conversation or being inspired by how you see people interacting with each other. Like I'm really observant mm-hmm. to kind of what's going on around me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking for deeper meaning to what people just naturally glaze over. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So do you, you were doing a lot more one-on-one client branding before, and now you've kind of begun incorporating other things and other elements into your business. <clears throat> but I know you've got like a, pro- you've got a program for people who are actually just like me, except they haven't started a business yet. They're thinking about it, or they have an idea for something they want to brand, or they want to start the process of that. So what what is this um, program that you have that people can like look for or go to that might help them get to the next stage? Yeah. Um, So the program that I have is called Invisible to Influential, Mm -hmm. and it guides people through the process to create that foundational structure that you need first Mm -hmm. to identify what is that vision that you're creating and what are the steps that you need to put in place in order to actually make it happen, make that vision come to life. And then once you have that, what's the next step of how do you get it out there? How do you tell the story about it? How do you start building that audience so you have that following to sell out Madison Square Garden? Yeah. And people, I don't think people realize like how affordable it is because I mean, just like just a couple of sessions with me can cover the cost of them going and being able to do this program. And I would much rather have people go and coach with you or take this program if they have a business they want to get off the ground than just coming to me and asking me when am I going to start my business well you'll start your business when you get your ass (laughs) moving and you actually take the steps necessary to start your business you know so I feel it's important and I think that this program gives people that opportunity so um what so in in the program you said there's something like a a support community where it's not just about doing the work or having the structure but also having a community that supports you like can you tell me more about that Yes. So there's a couple pieces to this that were really important for me to create Mm. because again, there's no rule book to say you have to create a program or a course like this. Right. right? right. And so the two things that I always found missing from other programs was there was no community to support at the level where people feel comfortable to participate. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so usually typically programs and communities are thousands of people. And so it's really hard to feel heard Mm. and really hard to feel comfortable enough to ask your questions. So I like smaller communities, right? So creating a small community to support um, in that. And so I created the, what's called the action society. Mm. So inside of the action society is where you have that small community to support and encourage and guide you through the program that you're learning. Cause the program gives you the step-by-step, the how, mm-hmm. and then the action society it supports, encourages, and promotes you to actually take the action that you need to build out what you have in mind. I would have loved, like when I started my business, I would have loved to have a community like that just because mm-hmm. It's nice to know what other people are dealing with or what they're facing in oh, their yeah, own absolutely. businesses, you know? Yep. Yeah, I I when I was doing my psychic development class and I was offering the online class, we had a Facebook group where everybody was able to see what everyone else was doing and as we would go through the the each each week we had an assignment and I would go and help that person understand how they tuned in or what was going on in their brain. And so people just by listening to other people and what they were having going on in their brain, it was helping them to make sense and understand how their intuitive ability was working as well or how it was functioning as well. So I think having something like that is super important because it helps people to identify their own stru- their own struggles or what m- tends to be typical issues that happen for people who are entrepreneurs or who want to start their own business or in the process of getting their business mm-hmm. off the ground. Absolutely, because I think sometimes the best learning comes yeah. from just listening to other people ask questions. Mm. 
right? Yeah. Because sometimes you don't, you we don't know what we don't know. Yeah. And so maybe you don't know what questions you need to be asking, yeah. or maybe you don't realize you're struggling in a particular area because you've never done it before, yeah. right? Yeah. But then it takes one person to ask one question and then have me to give the answer, the guidance, the solution, or the additional resources to create it. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, that's something that's been holding me back. Mm. And now I have the answer to that. Yeah. I, when I, when I was like, I want to say five years ago, because I mean, growing up from the hood, you don't want to spend money on any extra stuff or you, mm -hmm. it's hard to put the dollar value on like this kind of work. And for me, it's like when, when I looked into coaches and I looked into people like brand strategists, et cetera, I was like, that's too expensive. I'm not going to spend the money on that or I'm not going to, no, no, I can figure it out. But even then it's so much harder to figure it out on your own when you have someone who's guiding you through the process. And quite honestly, I feel like I underpaid for the value that I got from the work that I did with you. And I feel like it is more of an investment than an expense, you know, because mm -hmm. it helped me to invest into my business because I took that business ser more seriously and I took the brand more seriously and I'm trying to build it into another phase or into its ne next role. So I think your work and what you did really helped me me and got me a lot further along than I would have on my own for sure. And I'm like so you. grateful for what you helped me with because no. even after that, like even after I, I was kind of sad that our conversations or our, our meetings ended because I was I'm like, always sad. Yeah, I was like, I don't, <laughs> you know, because it wasn't just you, hey, Fernie, this is what we need to do. Hey, this is what we're going to work on. Hey, this is what we're going to understand. Like it wasn't just that, it was more of the connection with you and the fact mm -hmm. that I felt like you got what I was feeling or you got it because you've been there, you know, you've seen it. So mm -hmm. it, it felt like I had an expert really guiding me through the whole process. And for people, I, I, I always suggest like you need to get yourself a coach then, or you need to go and get a brand strategist. And I've dropped yeah. your name with so many people that I've known over the, the years because I'm like, you know, reach out to Christy, reach out to Christy because she can probably help you with this. She knows how to deal with this or she knows how to do this. Mm -hmm. um, now for people who don't want to spend the money because there's going to be people out there who say, yeah, I don't really want to buy uh, the program or I don't really want to, you know, devote the time or energy into that, but they still need something that can help them? Is there something like a free community or free um, mm -hmm. things that you offer as goodies or as help for people who just don't want to put the money into it yet? Yeah, because you might be that at the early stages where you haven't quite figured anything out yet mm. and you're not quite sure what you're going to put together, mm. but you do want to be tapped in, mm. right? Like we talked about before. So the free community that I have is called Social Influencer. Mm. And so in that space is where I provide the, um, you know, marketing and branding and visibility tips to just make sense of what you're seeing and the mm -hmm. information that's out there because there's so much information out there, mm -hmm. right? And so giving you a little bit of structure, a little bit of guidance and a whole lot of sense to what it is that you actually need to be spending your time in mm -hmm. so that you're not just spending your wills and race wasting your time, right? Mm -hmm. So I do a lot of free things in there, free challenges, free step-by-steps, free guides and resources and things like that. And it's a, it's a really great community and a perfect place to start if you're seriously thinking about building a business. Yeah. If you could go back and tell yourself like the two most important things you think now, knowing what you know now about branding, knowing what you know now about dealing with people and clients, knowing what you know now, like if you were to go back to yourself like 10 years ago or 15 years ago, what two things would you tell yourself? Uh, I would tell myself that it's okay to do it my way, mm. right where I'm at. Mm -hmm. 
and to get tapped into the right community mm. with the right coach to guide you. Yeah. Have you had to deal with not being in the right community or having to? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, no joke. I've probably invested over $200,000 in learning and educating mm. and being in communities and hiring different coaches. Yeah. And I am really good at understanding what's not a good coach yeah. and a not a good community fit for you. Yeah. Um, so if anybody's wondering, like, how do I know if I have a good fit? I have trainings for that in my free community mm. on how to identify a good fit for you. Yeah, I have a friend who it, it, people get well, there's two things I want to say about that is people get stuck in this cycle or this loop where they keep trying different coaching strategies or different coaching uh, methods. And, and they just like cycle, cycle, cycle. So they never actually start the work or start the business. Mm -hmm. They just keep taking course after course after course thinking that yeah. there's a magic light or a magic switch that's going to take place. And what yep. they I did that too. Yeah. And I, for, <laughs> you know, I was doing that with the psychic stuff earlier on and it's like you get stuck in that loop and you don't know what how to really be successful because you got different ways of doing the same thing but it's the mm -hmm. same thing over and over and over again that you're hearing it from different coaches um my i have a friend and i was ch chatting with him last night and he spent i think he spent like five or six thousand on a coaching um program and that's nowhere near what i mean that's like way more than what i spent with you so i was like oh my god you totally spent way more money and <laughs> and he's supposed to have like calls each week but then he's also supposed to have connects with the coaches throughout the week and he's reached out and there's several coaches and every time he reaches out it's almost like crickets and i'm like i didn't have that experience with christy like wow. if i needed support or i needed help or i had a question she made it really easy for me to reach out and say hey this is what i'm dealing with or this is what i'm thinking about what do you think and so I felt like you were my personal coach because you were my personal coach. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like you had like 17 coaches that were operating or functioning for yep. you. You were personally engaged in the process, which I think made it even more um, delicious because it felt exactly. like I'm not alone and she's with me. She's going to help me through the whole process. And that's my mission. I'm exactly right there is like, I don't want people to feel unheard, unsupported, unencouraged, um, you know, and invisible at the same time, I don't want you to be that wallflower. I want to teach you how to be the most beautiful bouquet in the middle of the room. But if you're in a program in a community or in a group where you're not getting the voice of the person that you hired, mm -hmm. then you're not going to get the transformation that you're hoping for. Mm. You know, what I would encourage people is just allow yourself to explore, allow yourself to ask questions, allow yourself to try different things. And most importantly, just allow yourself to be okay with who you are, where you are right now, mm. because where you are is the perfect place to start. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> All right. That's it. Perfect. All right. Cool. So anything else you want to, you want to tell me before we end? There's always a million and one yeah. things I want to tell you. Yeah. 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 But no, okay. just I adore you Aww. and I'm so thankful. This was such a good conversation. So thank you for. Thanks for energetically tuning in. If you'd like to follow Christy or know more about her work, you can go to christykiever.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-E-K-E-E-V-E-R. 
Com. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to know more, then like, share, and review my show on your podcast listening platform. You can also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and check out my website at fernandomarone.com for additional content, updates, articles, and more. Until next time, kiddos, and have yourselves a namaste.